0: So, welcome to episode 2 of Safe Harbour. It's so nice to have you back again. And... I'm here with Jamie Robbins, as ever. Hello. And on today's episode, what we're going to be looking at is, we thought it'd be really nice to unfold and unpack what 2020 has been like for us. And, you know, this isn't going to be all around COVID, the big C word. It's it's actually going to be how 2020 has panned out for both of us, and just exploring and unfolding that conversation, you know, um, what decisions we've made, how it impacted us psychologically speaking, and where we are today. So we're just going to dive into that conversation, we don't know what we're going to cover but we make up it's going to be hopefully of use to you too as you're listening we're really happy to have you here listening
1: Mm. yeah thanks phil Mm. oh a big big deep sigh in (laughs) 2020 yeah that that was a big
0: so maybe i don't know it feels right to say kind of what you know let's imagine new year's eve (laughs) Mm. 2019 all these hopes and expectations for 2020 um how was that for you what were you looking forward to at the start of january 2020 it's
1: just going to be another year it was going to it was another another new year's eve we don't do new year's eve as a you know we'd stay in as a family and Mm. um we we make wishes and we write them on bits of paper and nice we try and have a fire outside if it's not raining we put our wishes on a fire we don't all, we we don't do that as a religiously every, uh, every year but it's something that we've done in the past and we like to have a coming together at new year as a family we don't go out partying so much but yeah. um so it was going to be another year and i don't know phil actually i think it mm. I, it was just kind of this year i don't really set new new year's resolutions or anything like that so mm it just felt like another breath in yeah and a breath out Ah, here's 2020
0: Hmm. well i I suppose we didn't know what was gonna what was cooking up no so we didn't sort of make any exceptional kind of plans you for the year ahead it wasn't like right this one's gonna be a big one yeah i need to make some
1: (laughs) how about you what was it like for you new year same same really
0: um yeah same really it was like, ah, oh, there's 2020. That's got a nice round figure about it. You know, um, that's coming. I remember saying to myself, uh, this is the year that I do wish to go from one-to-one coaching to -to one-to-many, I do want to kind of um, show up more. And I do want to kind of uh, take what it is I know and turn it more into product form and more into group workshops and group experiences. And um, yeah, so that was really, yeah, as as you say, I don't don't set kind of self-flagellating rules that I need to adhere to when it comes to the start of a new year. But I certainly do set intentions, and uh, intentions, you know, for me are, this is what I want to achieve, or this is Mm. what I want to realize, and this is what I want to have happen in my life. Mm. How I end up there, I don't know, and what's going to, what that path to it is going to look like, I don't know, but... I want to experience these things, and I, I remember saying that. Yeah, I want to go from one to one to one to many. What was
1: it about that that you want that made you want to do that?
0: Well, I feel as if I've been coaching and, and mentoring long enough that I have a I have a sort of body of knowledge, if you like, and and tons of experience and hours under my belt as a coach and a mm. facilitator that I was able to kind of package this up and deploy it to those people who couldn't necessarily afford to work with me one to one. I'm I'm not astronomical, but not everybody can work with me one to one. You know, and equally, mm. I want to reserve my energy. So that I only work with a few one-to-one clients and I can deploy my kind of my knowledge and, and my solutions via self-based training products through videos or, or one-to-many group coaching, you know, or, or group experience.
1: Mm. Yeah. And, and, and I participated in one of those and it was, you it did. was great. <laughs> Yeah, you did.
0: And that was almost like the prototype for in two thousand nineteen. Yeah, that was the sort of beta run for it. Yeah. Yeah, That's when we first met, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. So I had lots of really big intentions for, yeah, man, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get more visible, I'm gonna have more of a voice, I'm gonna be seen more, I'm gonna own my personal brand more, more impact. Mm. Mm. But equally I'm not gonna exhaust myself more and I've burnt out a number of times in the past. I'm not gonna exhaust myself more by working all the hours that are available to me doing a one-to-one in a one-to-one capacity.
1: Reminded me of the time when I came to your course and I recorded the intro video, I think, to yeah. come on. And I just arrived in London, yeah. in um, Hyde Park. Me and my wife and two kids had walked for 10 days and really? canoed along the Thames Path. Do you remember? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do remember, As yeah. part of the Earth Walk, Earth March to um extinction rebellion in london yeah. for, for one of the big rebellions yeah. so i was totally euphoric i've just arrived in Hyde Park, and there was drums and samba bands and londinium you have arrived yeah. <laughs> from the countryside i've walked here and we'd canoed see how they do him. modern technology <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah I, I just imagined other people on your course going oh right crikey he's quite Full of this one's quirky. <laughs> He's quirky. He's just walked to London <laughs> for ten days. Okay, it's with his stick and his dog in his knapsack. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's what my 2019 was. That just yeah. reminded me, 2019 yeah. was big. You know, as part yeah. of Extinction Rebellion and all, the, yeah. all of that shift, that massive movement of mm. consciousness to you know make stuff happen had just happened in that year. And so I felt actually yeah. coming back to that question in the beginning. 2020 was going to be like, this is it. We've Mm. just made all this noise. And the whole planet is talking about climate change and Mm. system change. And there's going to be big change. Yeah. There's going to be big change. That was a big thing, wasn't it? Yeah. was optimistic. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And Greta Thunberg and David Attenborough. And it was like the government could not ignore that anymore. And here we go. 2020 is going to be a big change. Boy, is it been a big change. (laughs) Yeah,
0: (laughs) Totally. What were your um, intentions for your coaching practice and your business moving forwards into 2020 when you first hit January? How did you want it to look for you?
1: Mm, Good question. Well, having done the Purpose Into Practice um, program with you, Mm. that really did uh, have me understand who my tribe was. I'd I'd not had a grip on that up until that point. And so I was just kind of floundering in the wind, really, just coaching anybody and everybody, which was great. And, and that's, that's, you know, it's having an impact in the world, but I always felt like I really wasn't connecting with my tribe and that really boom hit me, you know, like I could speak to that. I could speak to my tribe from my heart rather than my head. Yeah. Um, and that got me excited. That meant, right. Okay. I can go and speak to my tribe. And I floundered around a little bit, still coaching men, still coaching women, bit of both, not quite sure. Um, so I was still kind of finding my way with like really narrowing down my niche Mm. um at that point in the new year but resisting the idea of just working with men at that point yeah i hadn't reached that point where i thought okay this i'm just going to work with men because i was i was kind of slightly afraid of alienating women Mm -hmm. because i like coaching women i do i like i i'm a very sensitive feminine i've got a lot of feminine energy and Mm. and that and i bring that to working with women um and so, I guess maybe partly a saboteur showed up for me around. Well, you can't just work with men. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Are yeah, you I manly am- enough for a start? You know, all those kind of, you know, will you be able to connect with that feminine side in men? Is there a market for those? All that kind of blah, blah, blah yeah. kind of stuff can trying to shut me down. So.
0: I remember yeah. having, you know, many conversations with you around that as well. You know, it's like, is it okay to actually just declare that you just work with, you know, men yeah. and, um, how actually, you know, you felt really liberated when you did declare that, when you put that stake in the ground, you said, actually, yeah, I, I just work with men because, uh, you know, a bit of a kind of revealing uh, heads up, you and I both share WhatsApp audio memos back and forth. don't we We check in pretty much That's every, right, day yeah. with each other. every day. Every day. Yeah. 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 Much. And in that conversation, um, I remember, you know, one of them was around, well, is it okay to just say I work with men? You know, I I, I care about the plight of men and how they're struggling. You felt really called to it. And when you actually dared to sort of claim it and put the stake in the ground, it it felt really liberating.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was like becoming a vegetarian or something. Yeah. Like, well, I said I don't eat meat anymore. Hmm. Made a decision. And then if someone said, do you want a beef burger? I don't eat meat. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. no, it just made it really simple straight away yeah okay i just work with men that's it great off we and, go
0: and so with in with that kind of slight refinement a slight niching down slight not, not pivoting but slight you're kind of focusing the lens on the target a little bit sharper a little bit clearer mm. how did you see what was the vision for you in 2020 in terms of delivering that work how are you going to do it you know start working one-to-one because you do building work as well right you do i don't I run an interiors
1: market. company yeah and i do yeah. a lot of yeah a lot of hands-on um have you know up until recently when i've really knocked that on the head and mm-hmm. building my interiors business up a bit more so i don't do yeah. that anymore focus on my coaching but mm-hmm. um yeah the point the point at which i realized that, yeah, I could actually do this. I could actually just work with men Mm. was actually, I guess at the point when we started safe Harbor Mm -hmm. actually back in March. Yeah. That was the point actually, when I thought I need this, I really need help. I need help to get through this COVID uh, thing that's just happened. And it's stirring all this stuff up for me around feeling unsafe, uncertain, How am I going to pay my mortgage? All that stuff kind of came and hit me in a big way. And I thought, I've got tools. I've got 15 years worth of tools to be able to steady the boat a little bit for myself. But men, a lot of men don't. And that's what had me, had everything kind of come into line, like focus. (laughs) And it came, okay, this is your moment, Jamie.
0: Mm. That that was interesting, wasn't it? Where you and I, we were checking in with each other maybe, Maybe that's where it started, actually, when COVID hit. Was it around March time or something? Yeah, something like like that, yeah. It feels like a bloody long time ago. (laughs) When that first landed, let's say, and was introduced, and suddenly became a reality in our world, you know, on this green and pleasant isle, it was like, wow, it's it's hitting our shores. It's real here. It's not just in China. It's not just on the news anymore. It's here. um, Mm. That... I think we, you know, we we reacted in our own individual ways, of course, but I think there was a coming together of both of us and thinking, well, how am I doing in this? And how are you doing in this? And how are other men doing in this? How how yeah. are we? Because I, I, I noticed that the male voices were very quiet on social media. On my friends, we were, we were heading into lockdown. We weren't quite there yet, but it was very quiet on the male front. Yeah, it?
1: yeah. Absolutely, yeah, really quiet, and that worried me because um, I knew I was doing the same thing as well. You know, I was bottling it up, Mm, really bottling it up, pretending this wasn't happening. It wasn't going to affect me, Um, but then it just did. Mm. And if I can share this moment when I spoke, I know I've spoken to you this about this before, but there was a moment when I was calling my mortgage company to um, talk to them about having a a mortgage holiday for Mm. three months. I'd heard it on the radio, and I thought, that's that's. I can do that. That's that's proactive. Okay, that means I don't have to pay my mortgage three months. And I spent nearly two hours on the phone trying to get through. And I managed to get to speak to this young woman. And long story short, she said, "Okay, Mr. Robbins, um, you now don't have to pay your mortgage until the thirty-first of April. That's three months you don't have to pay your mortgage." And I just started crying. Mm. I started sobbing, and I said, "Thank you, you know, thank you so much. This is incredible." Um, Put a barrier. Make sure you put a little barrier around yourself today. There's going to be a lot of guys calling up and you and you're delivering this message if you don't have to pay your mortgage three months you know Mm. this is a big deal so you said that to her right i did yeah Yeah. and Uh we were shared this real um emotional 30 seconds and i said thank you i know i know this is not your money and you're not my mortgage company but you've just you don't know the relief that's just given me and the weight that's lifted from me and i put the phone down and i Mm -hmm. i sat on the floor and i sobbed for half an hour I remember that. Snot dripping off my nose and I literally was shaking. Yeah. Yeah. that Shaking with release. It was Mm. just release. Like I'd been holding on and I didn't realize I'd been holding on Mm. for so long. And that was like, I don't have to do that anymore. Yeah, Off it goes. And that was the moment, another moment when I thought how many other men are in this position right this moment, Mm -hmm. sat on their kitchen floor crying right now. Like, how am I going to pay my mortgage? I'm a musician, for example. I'm in the arts. I can't get a, you know, a kickback loan or a pay my mortgage off. It, 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 I don't have to pay my mortgage because I'm renting and, and I mm. it just, I, I couldn't sleep. I felt guilt because I was in this position then all of a sudden that I don't have to pay my mortgage. I felt mm. guilt that I own my own house and, you know, I felt privileged guilt. And um, yeah, that was a, a pivotal moment to start Safe Harbour. to do something. We need to yeah. have a safe place for people for men to come and share this stuff in confidential in a confidential, safe environment. Mm. No booking system or anything, just come and speak.
0: So maybe just wrapping some words around Safe Harbor as as a construction, as as in what it is. I remember you and I having this conversation or one of our WhatsApp check-ins about the urge we were having to help men, you know, um, or to create. Basically, everyone was Zoomed up, right? Everybody knew what Zoom Mm. was. And the general public suddenly became really aware of this incredible tool called Zoom. And could you deliver content? Could you come to meetings? Could you do intimate connections via Zoom? And because us being coaches, we've done this for many, many years using either skype in the early days and then over to zoom we knew we could we could create um safe containers to be able to have these conversations and so you and i had this conversation saying well well well, let's just do a a one-off thing right let's just choose a date and let's just put it out to our tribes put it out to our facebook and, and say okay so We're looking for men to come and share and in a safe Zoom container. And you and I are going to co facilitate this. And we're just going to allow these guys, five or six guys, just to share. How are you doing in this time? You know? Mm. And I remember we did that, didn't we? I think it was on a Wednesday evening. Yeah. for an hour and a half or so. uh, and we hadn't done it before in this capacity in this way we certainly hadn't co-led something before but just remember how incredibly powerful that was you know there mm. weren't just coaches on there people who'd done this before men who'd done this work before there were guys on there who had never shared in this way before and they were just like wow this is this is amazing this is a thing
1: yeah and one guy had never sat in it he was first right he said i'll go first yeah he was the only guy that had never sat in a circle never mind in a men's group yeah. He never sat and spoke vulnerably about what had been going on for him in front of a group, and mm. he spoke so beautifully and articulately, didn't he? He did about what was going on for him and moved, really it was moved. so raw
0: for him. Yeah, but I think you know, so sort of props to us—the the safety that we created in that virtual space mm. enabled him to feel, I won't be judged here. I'm going to, and I've been holding on to the enormity of the unknownness of this COVID thing. Which is mm. a huge, ominous, invisible, oppressive, and intrusive force which is coming into our shores, you know? And it just felt like he was able to just be, oh, okay with it, you know, okay with the feeling, not knowing. Yeah.
1: And that then gave full permission to everyone else in the circle to do exactly the same. He modeled it in the first instance of, yeah, okay, this is me being really open. Mm. Um, and there were tears in that. In that session, in that first session, wasn't there? There was there was a a lot of vulnerability and a lot of rawness there Mm. and safety and um yeah. Even now I'm talking about it, my breath is short and reminded of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, it was so that was that was how it kicked off, really safe harbor Mm. as a container as a as a men's talking circle, really. So so safe harbor this, we were just having this conversation before hitting record on this on this podcast, safe harbor for us, uh, you know, for Jamie and myself, and I'll speak for myself is, you know, it's a really powerful term of like, you know, us being out in the ocean and the turbulent seas, no matter what life throws at us, have this opportunity of coming in and having these half hour, one hour conversations in, in, you know, close connection, close friendship, in a really safe container. So that is us in this container of the podcast, having these conversations and and sharing them with you and inviting you in as well to this safe harbor. And equally, there is a A flip side of this as well in that, you know, there's a really amazing quote that exists out in the world, which are, you know, ships are safe in harbour, but that's not what ships were built for. And so equally, there are times to go out there and sail the seas and be amongst the storms and feel as if you're going to be destroyed on those waves. But, you know, you can always come back to this safe harbour. And that's how, that's kind of like the the structure of this
1: podcast. I love that. I love that metaphor. Mm. And, um, and it feels like I've spent a lot of time out at some choppy sea this year. Coming back to your question yeah. earlier, you know, mm. what's your 2020 been like? Or what was it like in the new year? The new year felt full of optimism and um, yeah. big change and positive And mm. it felt, it's felt like I've been out at sea a lot. My ship's taken a bit of a battery. <laughs> For sure. Yeah.
0: Can I, I'm just curious, If can I ask you about the psychological and emotional impact on you um, just around the virus, actually, of this thing, which is brand new in a sense. We've never experienced this as, as a human being. What came up for you by way of feeling like, what if I catch this?
1: Mm. Well, certainly in the early in the early days when we didn't know um, the strength of... It felt like Russian roulette is what it felt like. Mm. You know, well, I'm fit and healthy. I'm 45. I eat organic food and take care of myself pretty much, you know. I'm going to be okay. And then I would see on the news, which I couldn't leave alone for the first couple of weeks. Yeah. Couldn't turn it off. I was glued to it. Yeah. I was hearing that, you know, men in their early 40s, early 50s were dying from it. Mm. And it was, it reminded me of that time when AIDS was, um, a big, uh, disease, you know, that it was killing a lot of, a lot of men and that, Mm. and it it, it triggered that kind of, that pain body in me of that period of time. And I remember it like, God, if I catch this, I might die. It's nuts, isn't it? It really felt like that. Yeah. Like, are you taking this seriously enough? Jamie was a constant, (sighs) a constant, um, loop in my head. You know, it's getting a bit blah. I'm a bit blase about things. Mm. A lot of the time I don't, you know, I'm a bit of a rule breaker. Mm -hmm. um, Always have been, but are you taking this seriously? Are you washing your hands enough? You know, yeah. are the kids going to be okay? Yeah. You know, all that, you know, and yeah. So there definitely was a lot of fear in the mm-hmm. beginning. Now, I think that was partly that holding on thing was coming from that, you know, that I was actually not quite sure how this was going to pan out.
0: Yeah. And I know for me, I wasn't actually looking at the news. I was, it was complete la 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 la, fingers in your right. avoiding. And that kind of made it worse because I wasn't looking at, you know, World Health Organization or any of the facts that existed. And I was just imagining this specter of, Of enormity that would come Mm. through, sweep through and wipe us all out like a (laughs) plague. Right. It really scared me, you know. And it was, I felt very childlike. Um, My parents are no longer around, but I wanted, my parents, I wanted someone to tell me it was going to be okay. It's going to be all right. Yeah. Um, And um, so I, I... I retreated i faded back into myself quite a bit and i got very insular very introverted and decided it was a really good idea to start rebuilding my website <laughs> as, a, as a really good way of getting busy but also well i don't know but i churned out a website anyway um, and I, yeah so it was huge psychological impact in many different ways isn't it obviously it's still still going on but i do find that i'm kind of normalizing things i'm like okay i'll go about my day i'll wear a mask um, but I'm no longer too, I'm not, I'm not kind of um, literally locked down by, I'm not in the corner in fear.
1: Yeah. Not paralyzed by fear.
0: That's the word paralyzed. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So what's the new, um, what's the new thing, the new fear? For
0: you. New fear, the new fear. um Well, I think the, the the way that that's changed shape is, I think like you know, with all humans, you know, we have this thing of adaptation, and we just become. Mm. If something happens for a long period of time, I think there's a natural buoyancy that brings us back up to an a level where we're able to function again. You know, they say that if people lose their eyesight or they lose a sense, you know, it's devastating. It's like in grief, and you go through these phases, and eventually, there's no there's no time. You know, it, it might not be fast, it might not be overly long, but there's this period of time where you, you sort of surface again and you return to a sort of normality, some form of normality. And I think that's what's happened for me, you know, that there's, there's an acceptance of like, well, okay, maybe herd immunity is the way to go forwards and I'm wearing a mask, I'm going about my everyday business, but I can't live in fear. I can't put my life on pause until there's a vaccine or it's all gone and done. So yeah. I'm just sort of gone back to living life in a way. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: For me, it's, um, well, the unknown, uncertainty i have some fear around that like um but but the 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 positive uh perspective that i'm uh, um trying to adopt is that this needed to happen actually it needed to knock a bit like the climate thing Mm -hmm. something needed to happen something big needed to to happen to shift consciousness um somehow um and what i notice in me is that brings up a um change you know like we've all had to adapt businesses have had to adapt some things have had to die you know things some things have just had to die and, and go into the soil and and, and for, to, to enable new things to to, to be born and to, mm. to, for new things to grow out of this so that's the positive uh, lens that i try to adopt uh, you know it's not always easy but i you know i remember like how businesses had adapted in those early stages and how quickly they had to diversify and yeah. pubs pubs turned into shops corner shops and <laughs> you know d- uh, restaurants started delivering food yeah communities came together to uh, set up whatsapp groups um yeah. we had we had one on our lane here we live in the countryside here and i think there was about 10 houses and we were communicating with each other taking each other soup and a local guy in the town made pizzas and bread twice a week and we'd go and collect it and i'd put my mask on and my gloves and take yeah. it around to all the neighbors and we'd send money via paypal you know because all the technology is there right yeah so as humans what that ex- what that it brings me hope i had a, a, a and still do a sense of hope that we we are as humans so we so diverse we can diversify so quickly and come together and regroup that actually that's that's kind of what i meant by i think this needed to happen somehow yeah. to shake humanity up a bit a, a, a bit you know to really shake everything down and all the mm. dead stuff to just fall off like dead leaves and what's yeah. left is new and what are the new shoots that can be grown out of this
0: and i think we needed to experience something that was bigger than us right
1: absolutely yeah
0: it's like standing in front of the waves on a really windy day down Mm. on the seafront and just noticing the enormity and and the and the vast power of those waves or kind of there's something about that which kind of makes us feel small and brings us back down to earth
1: yeah absolutely
0: so looking forward to you know to the rest of 2020 looking into the future you know finishing up on 2020 we're heading towards christmas and then we're gonna you know finish december and then we'll be into 2021
1: what's here for you adaptation and community two words for me mm. um kind of adapting to what is what's here and adapting to prepare for a future that we have no idea what we have in you know what's coming yeah i uh, talking about not just covid life after covid but you know climate shift and how we grow food and shopping locally and all that kind of stuff it's kind of adapting to um my focus is community really it's like Mm -hmm. at at home i've got a little piece of land out the back of my house tiny piece only an acre i feel very lucky very privileged and what i'm doing out there is putting a poly i've put a polyton a lot with my wife and neighbors and and so we're 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 kind of playing at what life might look like if we were to live more sustainably, Mm -hmm. you know, harvesting rainwater and we've got a little shepherd's hut out there and we're going to put solar panels on it. And so we're spending a lot more time out in nature, getting my hands dirty and learning how to grow vegetables and failing miserably. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, we had a lot of tomato. We've got a lot of tomatoes this year. (laughs) Can't really live off tomatoes. Yeah, we've got chickens. Yeah, 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 yeah. so I'm kind of very lucky. I'm very, very lucky. I feel very privileged to live where I live. But that's my sense is to really be on the land and connect and listen to what nature wants me to know. You know, I spend a lot of time out in nature. Mm. It's my happy place. I listen to what the birds want to tell me and really tune into that. Mm. Um, I've got some nice sit spots out there and I just go and be in nature and breathe it in, drink it in. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. That's that's me. What about you?
0: Really nice. I think uh, because I, just as a heads up to those listening, I I live in Southeast London. I'm quite close to Greenwich, and Jamie is in Stroud. And so maybe different. Cultures or different pockets of, you know, culture and different different areas or different mindsets. But I think in in these moments, this is where we all come together in in many ways. Similar touch points in terms of me enjoying going out and running more, getting out into nature and finding my body again. Actually, losing weight, losing those COVID pounds, mm-hmm. and finding my. Body again and my fitness again, and honoring that honoring the body that works for me, and being very thankful that it does work so there's there, my mindset has shifted to that as well, and also like you were saying that I think in you know in the in the startup industry there 's a lot around grassroots I notice a lot of local shops particularly restaurants and places that are, are making good quality food they are paying attention to being authentic with people saying you know quality ingredients grown locally and you know there's a lot more of these places which are thriving as people i think are choosing to put quality within their body because of all this the way that the world's being ravaged by this virus you know it's, it's certainly here anyway that's what i'm noticing my perspective is that you know there's a small there's a place called chica which is just down the road to me which is a um uh south american restaurant tiny but it's thriving you know they were doing like wow. what they call dark stores you know where they, they they're not necessarily open for business but their doors are open and you can order from them and yeah. in the early days and now it's like they're open for business because you know they're able to sit out on the street and there's fluorescent colors and there's candles and there's little lights and you know they're really trying hard from a grassroots yeah. perspective and I, i'm inspired by that I'm inspired by that. And I think for this podcast as well, us making this podcast happen is no longer should we sit back and, and wait until it's the perfect timing to have a podcast or to be heard. You know, now's the time to get, now's the time to have a voice.
1: Yeah, totally agree. That's just give me a little goosebumps as mm. you say that. Cause now is the time it's like, there is no been no other time in history. to speak out and to to live our dreams you know dare to dare to get out there and just do it you know that's what for me doing this another thing about doing this podcast is about it not being perfect about just talking about things that really matter to me and matter to us you know and the work that we do and and where we are in this world and hopefully it resonates with people out there listening and we can bring some um bring some help and some support to that you know people who are going through the similar things as we are yeah
0: great so that wraps up episode two of safe harbor and uh, it's been a real pleasure again connecting with you and uh, yeah yeah ooh, 2020 yeah 2020. So let's <laughs> see how things move forward <laughs> from here. but yeah. um how can people get through to you always just want to connect up with you if they want to have a conversation yeah
1: sure so um my website is www.jamiecoach.com brilliant
0: And you can get me on
1: philasky.com. Thank you, Jamie. Thanks, Phil. See you next time.